0: A terrible post-show awaits us all. Well, I'm gonna talk about
1: eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands.
2: I'm back. Back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is... this is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties.
1: Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit... The very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds, I'm looking for rhymes. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this show we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how the 2002 superhero classic Spider-Man is actually a Thanksgiving film.
2: Can you show your work on that one? Not that I don't believe you,
1: I just, I want the evidence. I'm with Kyle before he even says it, but yeah, go ahead, Kyle. The, like, first confrontation of, mm-hmm. there, there's the whole, there's the Thanksgiving dinner scene. It's mm-hmm. Peter Parker is rushing home with the cranberry sauce well, to okay. get to Thanksgiving, Okay, and he fights the Green Goblin and gets cut, and then, lo and behold, there is Norman Osborn at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Mm. The first Green Goblin attack happens at what, like, could be a Macy's thanksgiving day parade but is okay also can't be because it's is, like sure. two weeks before then but
2: non copyrighted macy's thanksgiving day parade <laughs>
1: yeah yeah okay it's a thanksgiving movie huh all right i buy that <laughs> so as we have all probably heard by now on this thanksgiving weekend that we are recording this game freak and nintendo have done it again by releasing a game so broken and unfinished <laughs> It has broken all kinds of records including fastest selling switch game and highest selling console exclusive and game. Most brokeniest game. <laughs> and most brokeniest game. Um it might be tied with Cyberpunk 2077 oh, God, for most yeah. brokeniest game, but
0: I can't get enough
1: footage of Fue Coco just falling into the
0: ocean. It's all over TikToks and I I love it. <laughs> it's always the same clip of of that little pepper Pokemon falling into the water
1: and going. And Father,
2: going, no! Father, help! <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's anytime someone just like clips through the the floor for no reason. Yeah, like they're not even like trying to jump up a a surface they haven't jumped up. Just like walking and boom, they're falling through mm-hmm. a cavern and they're out of existence.
2: I think what they were really trying to do was teach their young fans on how games are made by yes. showing them an incomplete game, basically giving them the the, uh, back, the door. back door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: We've all now seen the back rooms of of a Pokemon game right. thanks to again, I can't stress this enough, the highest selling console exclusive game. Also, most fun <laughs> I've ever had in a Pokemon history. game,
2: let's be clear.
1: It's so much fun. It's Great. a blast. My favorite it. Pokemon game in in literal years. Yeah, so very good.
2: Matt, Todd, what are your thoughts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've already told you how I'm I'm consuming this generation of Pokemon through TikTok,
1: <laughs> exclusively through TikTok, yeah. much like he did with Elden Ring. <laughs>
0: right, right. It's Coco falling into puddles and Tinkaton uh, with a big old hammer.
3: Yeah, just, with Reinhardt sound effects behind. It. <laughs> Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet, to me, seem to follow the same logic that the oldest, most dangerous playground equipment is the best, the scariest, (laughs) most broken games are the best, and I... Support that. I'm not going to play it, but I'm happy you Matt, guys are having I a good love, time.
1: I can't express how much I love that logic.
2: Here's here's one for you exclusively, Matt. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are the original Steel Phantom of JRPGs.
1: <laughs> oh, that was
3: exactly for me. Oh,
1: no. Oh, man. So with all of that in mind, we are going to beat this money pinata and make a Pokemon game of our very own. To try and siphon off some of the tens of millions of dollars of money Scarlet and Violet have made this past weekend. And we at Debate This headquarters figure the best way to do that is to combine it with the highly popular and profitable Battle Royale style of gameplay. So I am joined today by game devs Matt H1Z1 Cole, Todd Radical Heights Thomas, and Andrew Rapture Rejects Henderson to pitch me their best ideas for the Pokemon Battle Royale game. Okay, so I know this one. They're all, they're all Battle Royale games. That's, a,
3: that's the nickname thing.
2: I thought they were Shadow the Hedgehog levels.
3: <laughs> yeah, I really only had one
0: for three on this one. They're all off of a list of failed... There it is. Battle Royals. Uh, okay. Yeah. You mean Rapture
1: yeah. Rejects didn't climb to the top Amazing. of the charts? Weird. Cyanide and Happiness's Rapture Rejects oh. uh, did not was not a runaway success,
3: unfortunately. H1Z1 had a little bit of a following for a while. I watched that on Twitch for a hot minute in like 2017. But anyway, my question for you is like, not to not to shoot our bit in the foot in the first <laughs> ten minutes of the show, but like <laughs> Can we still call battle royale a highly popular genre? I'm not arguing that Fortnite is making a million dollars, but I think is we the can. Still popular?
2: No, I think we can because we still also have Apex, we have Warzone. There's new a Call new... of Duti'es. Yeah, I mean, Call of Duty just did another Warzone. Mm-hmm. I think we'll continue to see battle royales in multiplayer multiplayer modes by like the EAs of the world and the Ubisofts of the world. So I personally do think we can still say that. Sure. yeah, Maybe not for many more years, but.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think now battle royales are baked enough into our consciousness that like a popular one will arise from time to time. Like Fall Guys is back in the zeitgeist again. I'd consider that a battle royale. Like, sure. A big frumpy battle royale. <laughs> a big a big frumpy cartoony battle royale.
3: I mean Tetris 99 still exists and that's a battle royale, so there you go. Yeah, there Mario you go. was a battle royale. They made a Mario battle royale,
1: Mario Mario 35. Yeah, but you can't buy that anymore. It doesn't exist. <laughs> that's fake fake news. Fair. All right, devs, tell us about your game. What elements of Pokémon and battle royale style games did you fuse? General flavor behind your battle royale setup, anything you want to tell us about your game. Matt, take us away. Yeah, Kyle, let's establish some base facts here. First off, battle
3: royales are notoriously violent games or at least they were when I wrote these notes and I couldn't think of an example other than Fortnite. Before
1: I brought up Fall Guys right before you.
3: <laughs> I would argue that Fall Guys is still kind of violent. I ended my own argument with Tetris. But oh, anyway, sure, Battle Royales, sure. mostly notoriously violent games. What with the killing and the eliminating, they're always based on human conflict. While the Pokemon company may be cool with dog fighting, there's no way you're going to convince them to let trainers fight each other without Pokemon in between. Also, by the nature of Battle Royales, there has to be some sort of common ground between players. When you're dropping into the world with nothing but the clothes on your back, you don't have any special skills or abilities. Your actions are limited to the things you find, not counting cooldowns and Apex Legends, Andrew. With that said, (laughs) it would be impossible for a Battle Royale to be fair between players playing as actual Pokemon. Kyle, we need a way to create conflict in an acceptable way for players while maintaining competitive integrity. And thus, I'd like you to consider not person-on-person or Pokemon-on-Pokemon conflict, but instead, Pokemon-on-person conflict. (laughs) (laughs) That's a leading cause of crime in major cities, man. (laughs) Kyle, what I am proposing to you is a terrifying... Virtual reality experience <laughs> set in the safari zone that exists in a bunch of Pokemon generations. I'm not going to list them all.
2: This is like a who's who of debate this episode. <laughs> it is
3: <laughs> what we are doing here, Kyle, is effectively hide and seek because, again, like this is the Pokemon company, this is a Pokemon game, kids will play this game, right? Okay, so each round begins as players have a limited number of steps just like they do in most safari zones to find a hiding place amongst the game field they will then hunker down and hide or perhaps search for different items to use or maybe try to sabotage the hiding spots of other players while pokemon wild pokemon roam (laughs) the safari zone just as they do in the games looking to I don't want to say, you know, attack and maim because it's a children's game, but like (laughs) jump scare and surprise the children hiding in the forest. In this horror experience, virtual reality battle royale game, combining i guess pokemon and like kind of dead by daylight okay i was gonna say are you are you doing a dead by daylight here what it actually is (laughs) is the friday the 13th game it's the (laughs) friday the 13th jason Voorhees game is a little more accurate but yeah that's what we're doing
1: we're doing it gonna happen i have questions i love this bring them on i got answers (laughs) so are you able to interact with the other hiding players and throw them to the proverbial Poke wolves. Use your case. human hands to hurt them, Kyle. hurt their whole bodies. Kyle, you bet your sweet ass you can. Oh, good. Am I jumping on a, a later
3: response? Uh, No, not really. I mean, I can I can go into the depths whenever you want, but there will be the ability to, you know, whether you see somebody hiding in a bush across a field and, let's say, like a terrifying, full-grown Nidorina comes around the corner and you decide to Throw a rock into the bushes (laughs) where you know someone is hiding to send it arena that direction. Or perhaps you see somebody who set up a tarp tent lean to and hidden all their things in it. Well, you can rip down that tarp and you can steal those things, Kyle. You aren't directly fighting other people. Like you, the player, won't be able to go up and, so to speak, eliminate someone, but you will be able to throw them to the Pokemon brand wolves, which I think is like, okay. Wolfiana. Is that a, yeah. is that a Pokemon? The mighty, An- the mighty, mighty Anna. That's it. The that's the Wolf <laughs>
1: yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I know Pokemon. You did it. Thanks. All right. That's great, Matt. Todd, what do you got for us?
0: So Kyle, stop me. If you've heard this one before you and the rest of the Pokemon trainers are entering this playing arena and, each atop a, a various legendary flying-type bird Pokemon. You've got your okay. Articuno, your Zapdos, your Moltres, your Ho-Oh, your Lugia, <laughs> your others that came after those two very specific generations that I've referenced just Thank now. you for naming all the legendary birds that you know. Yeah, that's, that's it. Please don't ask for more. <laughs> all of them are aligned in a flight path of sorts. As you glide across this landmass of an island below, One by one, these trainers, you know, you choose to descend (laughs) before you land in a strategic position of your choosing in hopes at that point to scavenge some supplies. You touch down, and you are equipped only with your default starting equipment, that of a potion and your starting Pokemon that pops out, obviously an Eevee. Stock, of course, (laughs) very basic, very clean. Your goal now, Kyle, is to... Hunt in the tall grass and check out those nearby caves in hopes that you can catch at least two more Pokemon to round out your active roster of three. You'll probably want to get at least three more to sit on your bench in case you need to call them up. And then once you've done that, hit some quick battles to evolve your team because the goal is here in the end game to have this, this strong team to fight off the other trainers. You got to watch out, though, Kyle. <laughs> you can't get too comfortable because... In a few minutes, you're going to get a heads up that a swarm of Pokemon, maybe Zubats from the caves, Bee Drills from the woods, <laughs> an army of Ludicolo emerging from the shores. You get the idea. They're going to, quote, close the circle on you. And at that point, they'll rapidly drain your Pokemon's HP quickly. Kyle, should you survive and beat the other trainers and, you know, live on this island long enough, you'll be crowned the very best in this Pokemon Battle Royale. The only way to do it is to outlast all the other trainers with an active team of three Pokemon that you must capture while dealing with rivaling trainers as you explore this mysteriously abandoned and beaten to hell island. <laughs> Kyle, we're calling it Pokemon Island of Champions, and you, you can be that champion.
1: I'm doing a PUBG. It's PUBG, but it's Pokemon? Yeah, it's PUBG, it's Fortnite, and it's Pokemon, and again, Pretty great, Todd like I would also play the hell out of this game
0: well, and to put the finer point on it as you capture your Pokemon you can have your bench you have your six total you gotta you can't keep sure. more than six, sure. but only three are ever active at once okay so you've got your three you know and you gotta choose strategically of who's active, you know do you want? pokemon they're gonna do more damage if the other team gets close to you from far away do you want mobility <laughs> do you want defense what do you want and you got to switch them up there's a lot of strategy here for those okay. people like you and me that, mm. that know a lot of pokemon that know all of the pokemon <laughs> yeah. that, that could yeah. really
1: just rattle off a lot of different <laughs> types and what they'd be good in what scenarios sure sure this is also a very great setup for a game i i I have, no, I have no jokes. I don't have a joke, but I have a question. And I guess yes. this question is
3: less for Todd and more for Kyle, because I know Todd also didn't play this game. Yes, go ahead, Kyle. Kyle, of the things that Todd described, other than the closing boundary, was there anything different than Pokemon Arceus? Was it the exact same description as Pokemon Arceus? Because to me, no. a layperson, Todd's game sounds like every other Pokemon game with boundaries. No,
2: um, no, it's... it's different because he had a th- max of three, not a max of six. Oh,
3: yeah.
0: and you're you're fighting other teams of people out there.
2: Yeah, you don't fight any other people with
0: Pokemon. That's yeah, that's nah, never happened not... before. Well, well, real real life people that also flew in on the backs of legendary birds. You want me to list them again? No.
2: Yeah, why don't we get a clean clean cut of that?
0: Actually, Articuno. <laughs> He's actually doing it. Zapdos. What is this? Why why is this Multrace. happening? Trace. <laughs> oh and Lugia. It's good, excellent. Um, to answer you know, the first question, three
2: are
1: Spanish. You count that's it's Spanish. Yeah, Uno dos tres. This. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to answer your question, Matt, no, this is the the like probably closest to an actual Pokemon game you could get with the prompt we set up. Mm-hmm. But it also does sound like a fun battle royale way to do it. So there we go. Fifty other trainers drop on this island with you. You did Pokemon battle royale. You did it. He did Pokemon, Battle... Like, he he met every mark on the syllabus and Mm -hmm. didn't go a step further. (laughs) In in this essay, I will. (laughs)
2: Much like League of Legends, he went mid. Uh, Kyle, (laughs) (laughs) let me... (laughs) Oh,
1: no!
2: (laughs) Allow me to also give you a game that is equally as interesting as these other two. Please, Andrew. So, Kyle, anyone who knows Pokemon, like exclusively you and I do know that there are a ton of Pokemon out there with nefarious natures. There are balloons who drag children to hell. (laughs) There are sentient cacti who murder desert travelers in the dead of night by literally paralyzing them to the point that they cannot move. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there is a mysterious entity who walks around with a sheet over it that has a crude drawing of Pikachu on it who will actually like pretty much the ring anyone that even lays feasts an eye upon its flesh. (laughs) so it stands to reason that even a few of these literal nightmares may not be super chill with taking directions from a mouth-breathing 10-year-old who can't even remember that ghost types are weak to fairy types so sure sure that is exactly what has happened in my battle royale spinoff you see kyle a small splinter faction of pokemon have gone rogue and have run away from their prepubescent overlords to build an independent nation of free Pokemon. That was in air quotes. <laughs> Thing is, Kyle, this is a human's world, and the Pokemon are simply living in it. Therefore, the, the runaways quickly find themselves having a hard time legally gathering the resources and labor needed to establish an independent government. Sure, sure. Now, seeing as this band of rogues are mostly made up of ghost and dark types, they have resorted to the two things that they know, Theft and murder on international waters. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) So, Kyle, meanwhile, the United League of Regions, which is like the UN in Pokemon terms, everybody knows that war. Is that real? Is that a real thing that exists? No, I made that up. Okay, all right.
3: It was fully believable. I would (laughs) not have known.
2: Um, The United League of Regions has set out to put down this new Pokemon threat. And in order to combat this splinter faction, They have compiled together a band of the most elite Pokemon for a Black Ops-style mission. This elite band of Pokemon must infiltrate the island (laughs) under the cover of night and eliminate each and every rogue Pokemon. The Runaways have the entire island covered in a dark, mysterious fog, and the surrounding waters are patrolled by a team of Sharpedo. Those are the shark Pokemon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, of course, the only way to infiltrate is by air. (laughs) By airlift. (laughs) So, Kyle, this spin-off Pokemon entry will be an asymmetrical team-based battle royale pitting the outmanned Black Ops Pokemon squad against the terrorist Dark and Ghost type cell. <laughs> Think a kind of cross between Pokken Tournament and Apex Legends. Players will be able to pick between different hero Pokemon that offer role-specific stil- skills and work together with their team to eliminate the other side.
1: That's also amazing. <laughs> I think we all win today, guys. This is so good so far. This is such a good start. We all of us are writing Kyle's fan fiction right now. <laughs> you right, are. Yeah.
0: I'm just thrilled that Andrew started with the balloon that murders people. I love just a it. Just a mainstay. Just a, a classic. Yeah. Was that the same generation as Karkis? No.
2: no. Uh, one that's before Dr- That's Drifloon Gen 4. Klefki's Gen yeah. 6.
1: Gen gotcha. 6, two before it. Um, yeah, Pokemon kidnapping children does date all the way back to the original games as mm-hmm. well. That was, mm-hmm. it was drowsy and Hypno's whole thing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, Andrew, I love this. Um, I love the asymmetrical nature of it and the, like, <laughs> the crack team of Pokemon. <laughs> going I'm definitely against- not doing a
2: dead by daylight.
1: No. <laughs> I want mm-hmm. to be abundantly clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, so let's move on in our in our presentations today. So the other the other big thing we want to make sure we get besides just like the Pokemon brand is Pokemon is known for the two version gimmick with sometimes minor, sometimes very important differences. You have like red and blue, which are functionally the same game with a few catchable Pokemon different to um, black and white. Each had like whole locations different on the map. So They can be game-changing or almost identical. What are the names of the two versions of your game, and what differences separate them? Matt. So, Kyle, again, I will
3: remind you, we are on a horrifying camping experience in the Safari Zone. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter which Safari Zone. Anyway. Sure. When you think camping, when most people think camping, I think the center of what they imagine is a campfire because both real life and the dark souls series has established campfires as a ring of safety
1: so and the dark souls series is really what brought camping to the yeah. public consciousness yeah mm-hmm, Art imitates exactly. life yes yeah right yeah. I, nobody camped
3: before dark souls came out <laughs> 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 Dark Souls 3 was famously John Muir's favorite game. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway.
1: So... (laughs) <laughs> when you think camping that's really been using his discovery plus subscription
3: <laughs>
2: i really want to see box art like fake box art like nine out of ten john here. <laughs>
3: <You're laughs> <laughs> my, fa- my favorite action rpg take a step into the uncanny mir valley um <sighs> anyway so campfires Ooh. are what you are playing towards when you are playing pokemon dawn or pokemon dusk the two versions of this game because what is the scariest time in camping kyle it's when you don't have a fire and you don't have a fire either when it's starting to get dark and you got to build one or when it's starting to get light and the one from the night before is going out so the biggest difference between pokemon dawn and pokemon dusk will be whether you're playing you guessed it as the sun comes up or the sun goes (laughs) down kyle Okay. Okay. From dawn or till dusk. Now, I think I need to double down on something that wasn't appreciated in my first answer. This is exclusively (laughs) a virtual reality experience. So, as players select Pokemon Dawn or Pokemon Dusk, they're selecting what ambient lighting they want to be jump scared in. (laughs) And that's an important (laughs) distinction. Wait.
1: Power
2: to the people, really. Sorry, Matt. I want to clarify. It's it's you're playing starting at do, starting at dusk or playing until Going dawn
1: until dawn. Yeah,
3: yeah, so it it is confusing because okay. that's I would argue the same time frame. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> Dawn starts at dawn mm. as your campfire okay. from the night before goes out and you have to hide until you can light a new campfire.
2: Oh, okay. Pokemon gotcha.
3: Dusk starts as the other way. It's overnight. I don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Andrew. Shit,
3: shit, shit checks out. Incredible. No notes.
2: Also, I love that he, how you invented Pokemon Sun and Moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Like Scarlet and Violet aren't just red and blue. But yeah. Different. Right. Yeah, right. right. So, Kyle. These
3: two games differ largely in what time of day you're playing but also the type of pokemon you can see. We'll we'll see when we get okay. to the box art in the next answer. You know, there are pokemon that only appear at dawn or only appear in the dusk version. What you're hiding from, what your experience is like, what tools you'll be able to find all differ from game to game. Largely in aesthetic, much more in aesthetic than they do in actual gameplay however there
1: are differences matt what's a dawn tool and what's a dusk tool i want to i want to i want to hear what the difference is there. <laughs> well a dusk tool would be a
3: flashlight and a dawn tool would be a pair of sunglasses
1: fantastic suck it kyle <laughs> excellent answer. the
2: absolute like satisfaction on my on matt's
1: face gotcha there Bitch. He got, he got me on my gotcha question. I gotta, I gotta give him that one. Matt, that sounds excellent, if not excellently arbitrary, which is the needle we're threading here. Uh, Todd, what do you have for us? Not sunglasses
0: and flashlights or (laughs) arguments about the low light of day. Uh, What I've brought you. So the two versions available for Pokemon Island of Champions are Opal and Chrome. Okay. And so we are going back to our roots that the biggest differences here would just be the type of Pokemon that you're going to have access to. Okay. But specifically, it's the types of Pokemon that, yeah, you'll experience on the islands you're fighting over. But the types of Pokemon that you will use as your basic loadout for your specific island. So like I had mentioned in the the first question, so everyone starts with an Eevee. Eevee is your standard <laughs> all the branching evolutions. You know, you get you get a, you get to choose where you're going with your Eevee. There's like what, seven Eevee evolutions now? Yeah, eight. Was that right? I think, they're, seven. Eight. I think is they're, eight. Right? they're eight. I was so close. You are stuck with Eevee as you level up as a player for the first 20 player levels. Eevee is the soft onboarding. After that, depending on the game you have chosen, you're starting Pokemon with branching evolutions expands of what you can start with. So if you pick up Opal, for example, you're gonna gain access to Burmy, the Gen Five no. little moth-like guy. <laughs> yeah, he can evolve into different things. You can start with a Burmy, and you're like, oh, I want to have the everyone's favorite Pokemon, yeah. Burmy. Listen, these <laughs> the are the bag, loadout Pokemon. The They're not
1: Pokemon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: These are the loadout, very neutral Pokemon. That's why you get them. And you get to choose your branching evolutions. Or, you know, say, for example, if you pick up Chrome, you may get access to that the pseudo-branching evolution of Ninkata. And so you can either get Ninjask mm. or Shed- Shedinja, which Shedinja. I realize... I realize they are not a true branching evolution that you actually get Shedinja because you have a, a spare Pokeball and it sheds its skin. Mm-hmm. But still, I'm going with this. And if you want to argue, you can eat a butt. We'll let you slide, Todd.
1: I, the theme works. The theme The yeah. theme is strong. Yeah.
0: Other options would be like Rock Rough because what that one evolves based upon the time that you have it evolve. That would be for Matt's game. But, yeah then yeah. you'd be then you'd be the more something right and, and we didn't right. have that um, okay so so or you could go you could go polywirl cuz it becomes either scary scary swirly chest or weird frog thing um <laughs> you know you get it you go going for it. so got, anyway we got you we got you yeah. and and i want to drive a point home here that that much like other editions or or you know things we've done with pokemon games in the past access to game specific starters not native to your edition can only be gained through obviously either buying the other edition and linking your saves or through special seasonal events so people are going to keep coming back i want to make that clear like they're not just going to play and be like "Well, i'm done no no they're going to want nincada because they're going to want (laughs) to argue over the specifics of why shedinja is an actual evolution branch and and you know just like anything else uh Players are either going to have to buy the game or force a family member that loves them to buy it for them. <laughs> so this this is great, Kyle, what we've done here. You, if you don't like Eevee, you better pick the other branching evolution path game that you like, either Opal or Chrome.
1: Opal or Chrome. And then, okay. All right. Very good way to force someone to get both games, which is... That's what we're going here. for. Uh, that's not. I
0: mean, that wasn't me, Todd, benevolent game designer. I would not do that. But I do want to say you can fully unlock the game's potential <laughs> by playing both of them.
3: Sure, sure. It's a, a partnered experience for mm-hmm. sure. Great. Hey, Todd. Yeah. How many evolutions can you name? Um. This is uh.
0: Vaporeon, Flareon. Uh. This is, uh hang on. That's that's the water one, and that's the fire one. Doing great uh, so there's, far. I, okay, there's there's the electric one. Yep, Z- yep. Um, Almost. So You want to take another swing at that one? Nope, I don't. Okay. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, he shares his name uh, with a cola. Uh, uh, <laughs> royal royal crown oleon. Oh, um, like, got it. Uh. Uh, Psy- psycheon, um, <laughs> Leif- <laughs> leafion. That's actually that's actually one. one. Uh, actually one. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Uh, um, ghostion. Nope. Uh, nope. And let's see what's uh the fairyon feels like a slur and i don't like that yeah, i said it's it, not so. yeah that's uh, you know. incorrect but 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 Ferion and Flareon, there might be something there <laughs> um i think i guessed
3: seven and i would like to quit
0: <laughs> hey you me- got metal three. metal me-
1: metallion you got three out you of seven three.
3: and they weren't the three i was expecting so Points to you. Yeah, three across Z- different generations. Did I already guess it's that? It's J- Jolteon. 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 Oh, and it's a, s- a jolt.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Surprised Royal Crown Oleon, wasn't it? It's so close. I thought we were going to get Todd to say Sergion. Um, <laughs> after the, the soda clue. <laughs> Psycheon is Espion.
0: Ah, uh, like that's
2: right. Yeah. Espeon. Yeah.
0: Um, new sticker idea. It's Ev,
1: but it's just. Cola evolutions. <laughs> it's just evolutions oh, with different yeah. types different of soda. Pepsi on. <laughs> um, Andrew, what are the two versions of your game? Let's save Todd from the TV the yeah, versions a yeah. bit.
2: My spinoff's going to play a bit out of the traditional model and a little bit differently than Matt and Todd's in that the different versions will actually be like remarkably different experiences.
1: Okay. I don't know, Andrew. Matt's one happens during the day <laughs> <It's> and what <one laughs> happens at night for Matt. Excellent
2: point. <laughs> Players will be locked to one team or the other based on which version they purchase. So, since this is an asymmetrical multiplayer game, that also means that the strategies and play styles will be remarkably different across those versions as well. The So, for example, the counter-terrorist Black Ops unit are the heroes among Pokemon. Exemplified, right? All Pokemon have okay. different personalities. These are the most like superhero heroic ones out there. So you as the player can lead the front lines with Machoke or Slacking or Girder. <laughs> Todd, make sure you have Google up because I, yeah. I, mean, I need I'm you to aware. be Googling these. G- girder, isn't it just We've talked about, a, a, yeah. yeah. We've yeah. talked about Girder before. Girder He's is a personal good. favorite of mine. <laughs> or supo- you could support your teammates and sabotage your opponents with Mr. Mime or Gallade or play the back line with special attackers like Inteleon, Lucario, or Greninja. Okay. Okay. Inteleon is the Gen 8 Water starter. He looks like a he looks like Bond. He looks like he's a Bond. A, he's a Bond character because they yeah. did the British they the British theme thing. for the. I was going to ask everyone. if
0: that was an EV evolution. It's not. It's, it's, it's not, close. Good, good, good that's guess. That's a good guess, Todd. Umbreon. That's one I missed. I see that's it one now. Yep. Missed. We're still yeah. on that. So yeah. that's the that's the hero <laughs> faction. Now on the okay. other side, you have
2: the Splinter Cell of Ghost and Dark types who have full reign over the island and can employ traps and other hazards to cut down their opposition. Get the drop on your opponents by hiding in broad daylight, by inhabiting old machinery as Rotom, or disguise yourself as Mimikyu,
0: the little Pokemon
2: or little Pikachu Pikachu monster.
0: You already talked about Mimikyu in this episode. I did. You got a little claw nightmare situation.
2: You could just cut down your opponents with lightning fast speed before they see you as Absol. Mm. Or like trap them in you know difficult terrain as Tyranitar, or just straight up punch them to death as Pangoro, the evil panda.
1: (laughs) The evil Kung Fu panda. (laughs)
2: Yes. (laughs) To encapsulate the vibe of this like very good versus evil storyline, we're gonna call these versions Pokemon Daddies and Pokemon Baddies. (laughs) Respect.
0: I read it in the notes, like Thirty minutes ago, and I <laughs> yeah. still was not. We ready all knew for it was words. coming, and it yeah. still, it yeah.
1: still was uh, was shocking. To I yeah. will give you baddies. I'll give you baddies for free. <laughs> However, you
3: yeah. need to tell me why your hero faction of Pokemon can be described as daddies, Andrew.
2: I will answer that in the next prompt.
1: Okay. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, he set him up for the next one. Um. So, so you are telling me. I could, if I buy Pokemon Daddies, I yeah. can only play. Then you as have the, to say it. <laughs> then mm. I can. I have to say it, mm. and I can only play as the hero faction. Then I can only storm the, strong the island. Male <laughs> figures in Pokemon. Yes. No.
0: <laughs> because
2: no, Mister Mime like is Ash's all.
1: dad. He's on to something there. So, so you're saying, yeah. but it is like depending on which version. Yes, you, 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 buy, are, you are. You are. You are playing offense. You are locked or defense. to.
2: Yep, yeah, you are locked to that faction.
1: And to play to g- switch from offense to defense, you have to buy the other title mm-hmm. entirely.
2: Yeah, it's like Fire Emblem Fates.
1: I love it.
0: <laughs> Here's a question, Andrew. Sure. Machamp, um, <laughs> baddies or daddies? Daddies. Hoopa Unbound. Baddies or daddies? (laughs) (laughs) Baddies.
1: I want to do more of these, but I also don't want to do more of these. Let's save baddies versus daddies for the post-show and move on to our third and final I've got a big dry erase board (laughs) behind me. I'm just writing
0: names.
1: (laughs) Yeah. All right. So the last bit of branding we really need to make sure we nail is the box-exclusive Pokemon. The cover art. The big who the game focuses on for this game Uh, putting that big version exclusive pokemon on the box is very important to the pokemon company and this time it is no different marketing needs to know what to push the holiday season this comes out so what are the two box pokemon for your release one for each version and why do they exemplify the gameplay of your battle royale matt start us out
3: yeah kyle i'm happy to see pokemon box art over the years has featured either some evolutions of the starter versions or, in more recent years, the legendaries of the particular versions. Yes. Now, to my knowledge, Kyle, there has yet to be a main series Pokemon where the box art features the big bads, when those big bads are Pokemon, and those big bads are Venomoth and Zatu. Those are the two version-exclusive Pokemon, and they are the big bads, they're the ones that you are trying to hide from. See, in each version specific, there are plenty of Pokemon roaming the nondescript Safari Zone. However, there is one big bad monster, kind of like Dead by Daylight, which we've already talked
1: about a little bit. Sure, Pokemon Legends Arceus also had a similar thing to throw you a life raft there. Thanks, didn't play it. So, in
3: Pokemon... Dusk, the game that happens at nighttime, the box-specific version there, but... is... That's the,
1: that's the box tag, the tag on the box.
3: It's the one you play at night. No, no, I have the tag on the box. It comes later. Don't spoil that. Okay. So, okay, the nighttime version, you get Venomoth, a nocturnal bug-type Pokemon. You know what's scary for a lot of people camping, Kyle? It's bugs. Bugs scare a lot of people. It's really... Natural fear, and the cool thing about Venomoth is it's not just a bug type, it's a bug poison type, making it the perfect opposite to our psychic flying type in Zatu. Zatu, the weird, maybe a little insensitive to some indigenous cultures, owl <laughs> Pokemon. That if you read the Pokemon Dex entries, can see both past and future and spends all day staring into the sun, which I think oh. makes it a perfect Pokemon for Pokemon Dawn, the game you play at daytime. Is that you, Dr. Manhattan? According to the Pokedex, kind Maybe. Of. According to the Pokedex, oh, there's a lot of ads on Bulbapedia all of a sudden. I can't read it. So in Gen 2, it says they say that it stays still and quiet because it is seeing both the past and future at the same time. That's the gold entry. The silver entry is in South America. It is said that its right eye sees the future and its left eye views the past,
2: so... That also means that South South America America exists exists in Pokemon? Pokemon.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I'm not here to answer for the Pokemon company's mistakes.
1: (laughs) India also exists because the Indian elephant is referenced in a Pokedex entry as well. There
3: you go. Indian (laughs) elephant confirmed Pokemon.
1: I'm just here to say
3: that if you show me an owl that can see past and future and also <laughs> stares at the sun all day, I will show you the perfect Pokemon to be the mascot of the daytime variant of a camping horror VR
1: Pokemon experience. I can't argue with that. Right. That's <laughs> airtight. Airtight logic. <laughs> yeah, for, for listeners at home unfamiliar, Venomoth is Mothra. It's a, the Mothra mm-hmm. Pokemon. And then Zatu is like a Native American totem pole, but a bird. Yeah. A bird with the aesthetic of a Native American totem pole. How's that? And good. I mean, like, very good choices, Matt. I will not disagree. Like, I think good representations of of a night and day big bad Pokemon. Hey, thanks, man. Todd and Andrew want to pop that balloon? (laughs) I mean... I'm still trying to figure
0: out. So it's like a nighttime game and a daytime game. And like. Right, right, right. The but day. wouldn't a survival game just be a lot easier in like the daytime version?
3: Isn't that like baby survival? Todd, you would think that, but I've been listening to this podcast <laughs> about people getting arrested in Yellowstone for stupid shit for all month and survival in the daytime not necessarily easier than the nighttime. You can just
0: you can just see the the scary soulless
3: bird yeah. that watches you. Yeah. I mean you watch alone. Does does That's things true. get like <laughs> super easy during the day? I'm not saying I mean, it's not different. <laughs> it seems
2: measurably
0: worse at night.
2: I have a question actually. Are you you haven't incorporated a survival mechanic until now? What do I do you with said, my thirst I know you say camping
3: well it's like a horror thing right like you're okay you're trying to, so it's like survival I, horror
2: okay so the implication is it's not just like camping like i brought food to camp to to be here for two no, days no it's we're not like, doing that i okay i am i am without resources and i have to live
1: right yeah what i'm okay. saying okay. to todd right the now, word
2: camping denotes right planet. sure
1: fair I think Matt's, to give Matt a little credit there, I think it mm-hmm. was, like, that was the framing as, like, okay. this is a kid's We're game. We're going to a right. yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're going, That's, camping trip gone it. wrong. Mm-hmm. But, right. like,
2: a, a teddy ursa comes and takes all your food. Ah. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
0: but it, so- No, it works because Matt's making a game in the style of critically acclaimed Fallout 76 where you can build a campsite <laughs> and you have to survive. Critically acclaimed MMO <laughs> Fallout 76. <laughs> You can play for free never.
3: (laughs) Getting big Fallout 76 vibes, says
1: guy who's only played Fallout 76. 76. It is me. I'm a party of one. Todd, resident guy who's played Fallout 76. Uh, Says my business card. Tell us who your your box art Pokemon are and
0: and why. Well, first, I want to say I did some more research over um branching evolution paths, and I do feel bad that I didn't bring up Applin in the uh, last question for flapple or appleton
1: yeah you should have brought up app <laughs> Apple the apple dragon <laughs> literally an apple dragon incredible anyways so- todd make sure you drop those uh those images yeah, into the show i would notes love to just do that too. right now i'm just gonna
0: drop it We're appleton gonna- is an apple pie it's an oh, apple pie he's so frumpy yeah <laughs> oh it's so good anyway that's not the point so Kyle, at its core, Pokemon Islands of Champions it's is Apple Corps. Cer- It's Appleton Corps. Its Shut Apple core. Shut up. It is certainly a survival battle royale that is meant to instill uh, an almost Hunger Games-esque fear of impending doom. Like, that's the whole point here. and That's what a good battle royale game does. And so that is an extra detailed image of Venomoth, <laughs> which is awesome. <laughs> so here, the extra layer to Opal and Chrome is that it features... The stars of its box art are Corsola and Muck. Now, you're (laughs) going to say that's weird. It is weird, Todd. Specifically, Galarian Corsola and Alolan Muck. You see, Kyle, nothing drives home an extra layer of survival to those paying attention to what's going on in this game than featuring Pokemon that have been ravaged by the world of man around them. (laughs) (laughs) you see kyle in this charlie and the chocolate factory ass complex lore situation we build in this game the winner gets control of this discarded island to save these poor poor pokemon that have been ravaged by the destruction at hand here kyle only you can save this corsola
1: don't you want to save this corsola i do todd i really do Tell us why Galarian Col- uh, Corsola is so sad and why Alolan Muck is so sad.
0: Yeah.
2: Future Kyle, can you inject in the arms of an angel here?
3: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah, you
0: see, normal normal Corsola is this vibrant, dare I say, coral-colored coral Pokemon. I'm using the word to describe the word. And Galarian Corsola is frown-bearing and bleached white due to coral when it dies. It, it becomes this bleached terrible brittle feature so here is a very very sad galarian corsola <laughs> <He's> So sad. <laughs> so yeah he's sad. so sad and then you know let's let's talk just for a hot second about a lolan muck so Muck, <laughs> a bit more sinister that, see you, that's
1: here to party
0: yeah that's for the perverts kyle um the perverts are gonna buy that edition of the game and you know what there's a market that we have to play to but also yeah Muck is
1: muck is really a metaphor, Kyle, of what we're dealing with here. Okay. Okay. I am into it. I love these as as box version covers. I love the call out to uh to Galeran and Corsola and the commentary on the dying <laughs> the dying. dying coral coral. Reefs I got a, i got a more sad one. This one. Oh oh oh, oh it's so oh, sad.
0: He is very sad. No. Stop putting sad things in the docs. This is a Sorry. comedy podcast, Let me, All right. let's, let's go back to two
1: minutes ago before I really harsh the vibes here. Um, Andrew, bring the vibes back and tell us <laughs> yeah. who the box art Pokemon for Pokemon daddies and Pokemon baddies are. <laughs> oh, it feels love to. worse.
2: I'd love to, Kyle. So the elite fighting force of counter-terrorists will be led by the most jacked Pokemon in the history of muscular characters <laughs> from a Nintendo game, BuzzWole, which I'm popping in the... <laughs> in the dock. Look what at this boy. What is
0: this? It's Larry the Lobster. <laughs> but, <it's, laughs> but a Pokemon that's gonna fuck your shit up. Look at this boy.
2: And this, is this, my friends, is why we call it, we're call we calling it Pokemon Daddies. <laughs> he is the daddiest of the Pokemon Daddies. Hey,
0: okay, hey, real quick question. I get in, sure. in the Pokemon world that, that we're living in, Pokemon don't directly attack people typically. Correct. that's like not a thing like they don't attack the trainers you can't tell me buzz soul hasn't <laughs> fucked a man
1: up yeah buzz soul buzz soul has punched a man in the he chest has
0: punched a
2: grown man oh my god
1: the buzz soul lore is that it it, it is not of of this universe yeah game it's game. an ultra beast it's an ultra beast so they're <laughs> like they're like pokemon that are popping in from another dimension so it yeah. looks like a pervert. It's a real real Ben Ten situation. It's a real Pokemon. Ben Ten situation. I'll also
2: ask that you look for look up Neilego which looks like a, a cryptid jellyfish.
1: Yeah, that's the big bad. That's another
2: ultra beast. Um, we've also talked about Guzzlord before. Guzzlord's <laughs> Guzzlord. another ultra beast. <laughs> Guzzlord, which they called me in high school. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody put a very like human-looking buzzwole in here. <laughs> anyway, so that's Pokemon Daddies. Sure, uh, this sure. is our art. This is a team comprised exclusively of good guys and thick thighs. <laughs> uh, now on the rogue faction side, we have one of my personal fa- favorite Pokemon, Chandelure, ah. the original pokemon just being a haunted version of a normal real world thing yes yes in that chandelure is a haunted candelabra (laughs) chandelure is incredibly cute and unassuming it's just a candelabra with eyes yes but i think chandelure is the perfect representation of the like hidden sinister nature of most ghost pokemon in that Chandelure looks just like a an extremely huggable cartoon boy. <laughs> Until you realize the whole thing about Chandelure is that it's more or less the Pokemon's version of Ghost Rider, believe it or not. Yeah, it's like Lumiere meets Ghost yeah. Rider. In that its flames can disintegrate the souls of its victims while leaving the bodies completely intact, albeit empty husks.
3: Yeah, that's Ghost Rider as fuck. I'm here to confirm right. that's definitely <laughs> Ghost
0: Rider. This thing weighs 75 pounds. Yeah, it's a chandelier, Todd. It's a chandelier. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, it's a three-foot <laughs> chandelier that, that yeah. floats and steals
3: souls. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, so so Chandelure is going to be the poster child for the baddies.
3: Okay, all right. I don't... Wait, sorry, Kyle. I'm not here for Chandelure as a baddie. I don't think... Mm. That you were using the word "baddie" in mm. context correctly, mm-hmm. I just don't. What I- is the mm. context that
2: you? What is the context that you think?
3: Well,
1: Andrew, I'm glad you asked. Because <laughs> oh, according- no. You activated his trap card. Do you oh. want me to? Ta-
2: do you want me to tell you the answer is Grim Snarl?
1: Oh, this is gonna get this is gonna get weird. According yeah. to Urban Dictionary, is both
3: baddie and daddy. is a bad daddy. Are you Equal gonna say of War?
0: You're gonna say a bipedal bunny yeah. or what cat? I'm not gonna oh,
3: say anything. I'm just gonna Aww. give you the context that Urban Dictionary defines mm. baddie as He's a woman who weird. can He's hold good. her own and <laughs> take care of herself. <laughs> she is very pretty. pretty and independent. Okay. So Andrew, so it's the answer to the I answer I to that is. Wait, I need you to either amend your answer and give us a Pokemon <laughs> baddie or define to me why Chandelure fits this definition mm-hmm. of a baddie. Well, you're not good thing you're not the moderator
2: because one, I just did. Chandelure <laughs> can mm-hmm. disintegrate the souls of its victims. Two, if the answer, if baddie is, if we define baddie in your definition, the answer is low bunny. <laughs> which is which is just lola
0: rabbit or no yeah, lola, uh, bunny. lola bunny andrew, yeah andrew if you're not going to currently google image search turning safe search off independent <laughs> sexy smart chandelier art then i'm not interested in your argument here
1: today
2: i will not be searching for that <laughs> right, right now no, Thank like you the whole
1: computer out cede your you, time you then that.
2: Yeah, I will. I will do that on my work computer later. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and then throw it into the river.
1: Gentlemen, we these are all fantastic pitches, even if we may disagree about the colloquial usage of the word "baddie." So we are going to deliberate after a quick break. Um, but when we come back from that break, we will have our super secret bonus question, which is true to Pokemon form: What is a broken aspect of your game? And how can the true gamers exploit it for a competitive edge? Uh, we'll take your answers right after this break. And now, a spooktacular Express spooky review read. This review titled... Five stars, excellent. Andrew Nickname
0: in High School Henderson... Matt, name of my punk band, Cole. Todd, name of my fave sports brand, Thomas. And Kyle, name of Card and Magic the Gathering, TM Harper. After finishing my podcast backlog... I've started to listen to debate this thanks to a recommendation, and the boys turned into one of my favorite real quick. Their quips and genuinely funny slash out-of-left-field answers to discussions of any nerd topic are often the highlight of the day. I hope you all give them a try.
1: This review titled, Untitled.
0: M. Grum recommends
1: debate this.
0: Answering all the wacky hypotheticals of video games, comics, and D-plus content you never knew you needed to hear. You'll laugh, you'll ponder, and you'll wonder why you didn't start listening sooner. Mm
1: -hmm. This has been... A Spooktacular Express Spooky Review Read. All right, we're back. So, guys, we have just one more question from the execs as you pitch the final aspects of your game. We are looking for a true-to-Pokémon form, broken aspect of your game, and how players can exploit it for a competitive edge matt yeah kyle so
3: like i mentioned earlier really the core icon of safety here is the campfire and if you were curious i I worked it out a little bit in the break see pokemon dawn you start at the (laughs) campfire and during the day try to make your way out of the safari zone pokemon dusk you start at the entrance to the safari zone at dusk and try to make it to your campfire by you know like the, the the middle of the night anyway the thing that's really broken is that like you can pick up all items if you get at the right angle you can pick up the campfire and if you pick up the campfire you can just carry it around with you you can't interact with anything else so you'll have to drop it to you know maybe climb over something or or hide behind something but the pokemon can't touch you if you're carrying the campfire because it's it's like base you just pick up your base and carry it around with you
1: pretty great okay Real it's a real big bug.
3: Maybe we'll patch that's it. Out.
1: Real, that's real it's real broken and real good. Uh really exploitable. Thank you. Um, Todd.
0: Yeah, I think there's probably a lot of strats that like pro Pokemon <laughs> players would like find the right Pokemon and have the right equipped item. And like that's not where elite level play is gonna be here. So in Pokemon Island of Champions, what you end up with is that trainers who are smart enough and are able to capture a flying Pokemon while on the island, they will then activate the fly ability and they will fly okay. to a part of the shore, the closest shore they can find, and then they have to have a water pokemon and surf up and down that coast until they <laughs> encounter and catch a missingno, right? So you're going to catch a missingno and then at that point once you've caught a missingno That Masigno can be force-fed every move trainer possible that you can find. Yeah, Mm you're putting the
3: emphasis on the wrong syllable, Todd. It's really bugging me out. Like it's his last name, Jonathan I'm
0: I'm aware it's one word. That's how you would say it i know that it is missing no
1: but you would say it as one word i can't say that todd's wrong it's just right. like one it's, I, uh, it's, it's just wild it's, right yeah. it's a pronunciation i've never thought of in my life
0: right oh. so anyway Good. you so once you've surfed up and down the coast and you found this abomination missing no it can be force-fed <laughs> Every move trainer and performance enhancing Pokemon drug you can muster up on that island until, you know, you're feeding it with its monstrous, terrorizing, pixelated smile on its disfigured (laughs) face. And you know what? You're going to go ahead. You're going to bench your other two Pokemon. You're going to stock up on a couple more Masignos because you're going to build an army, a fucking army of 10 foot tall, 3,000 pound amorphous nightmares of your opponent's dreams with move types. They can't even pretend to see coming. That's <laughs> what you do. That's pro high level gameplay. And the cost of entry is just a flying Pokemon and a Pokemon that has surf while you're on the Island. Okay. Missingno is 3000 <laughs> pounds. He's a, he's a fucking car. He's as dense as a dying star. <laughs> um, oh God. Is that Missingno? <laughs>
1: Dale Massigno. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Massigno. <laughs> Andrew. What is what is the exploitable bug of your game?
2: Uh, I would call it less of a bug and more of a feature. Uh, so anyone, sure. that's play- <laughs> sure. anyone that's played Scarlet and Violet may or may not know that the latest games kind of dabbled in Persona esque social links. If you've done the classes at the academy, mm. you basically like build relationship statuses with the different perf- the different. Dateable professors, they're
1: not datable. I'm just, I'm just making a joke. Stop spoiling future podcasts. Yes, yeah, weirdly Andrew. sexy professors don't like that.
2: <laughs> and anyway, so anyone who's played Persona knows that social links are the way to break the game by building your relationship statuses with your teams, your teammates. You get you buff them, you increase their stats, you inc- give them new abilities. So that's what we're going to do with the daddies is build your relationship status <laughs> with the different daddies. You can juice out bugs, buzz, Swole.
1: Good, excellent use of the verb juice.
2: <laughs> is that
1: only in Pokemon Daddies, or is that in both? Uh, uh Pokemon Baddies. Yeah, what's yeah, the equivalent we'll- of juicing up a baddie, Andrew? Please Same question. tell us all of
0: this. <laughs> uh, you uh, <laughs> don't help him. No one help him. T- leave leave him out there. You y- you don't do anything
2: that's that's uh bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the other thing that's
0: problematic. We, we
1: respect. Anyway, we, we respect, by respecting you
2: respect
0: boundaries. We respect boundaries. boundaries. Andrew is. It's like he set a bunch of mouse traps, but he set himself <laughs> into a corner, <laughs> and he was like, "How do I get out of this corner of mouse traps?" <laughs> I did not know that. That's what the Urban Dictionary
2: definition of baddies is. I'm going to continue to define baddies as bad, evil Pokemon. Let's move on.
1: Thank you. Excellent. Gentlemen, the execs are all ready to deliberate. Uh, They just want to hear your final arguments before shuffling into that that other boardroom. Uh, Matt, yeah, closing statement. Yeah, Kyle, in lieu of a closing statement, I would just like to read you the tagline.
3: Pokemon Dawn, Pokemon Dusk. You did that already,
1: Matt.
3: (laughs) The one you play at at night. (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon Dawn, Pokemon Dusk. Not just any Pokemon game, the most dangerous Pokemon game. There it is. All right, <laughs> it's the one where you hunt people. <laughs> yeah,
1: like the 1932 movie, the most dangerous game. Todd, right? <laughs> we we all we all read that short story in middle school. Yeah. Um, Todd, <laughs> closing statements. Yeah. So so with Pokemon Island
0: of Champions, and the boxes are underneath it. The major display, like the end cap display. Is just outlines and shadows of you know your your favorite franchise characters. Kyle, what are some of your favorite franchise characters? <laughs> My like
1: outside of Pokemon, you mean? No, like like your you... favorite
0: like Pokemon franchise characters,
1: like oh, like the like like Brock and Ash. Yeah, yeah, and... Brock's there. And... Ash is there. Who else? And and why don't
2: you guys say it at the same time yeah like three, our
1: favorite one at the same yeah. time todd one here we go here we go one, one two, two three three
0: jonathan <laughs> pokemon <laughs> <laughs> anyway kyle they're all there um they're all there in shadow form just like they're they're their their outlines or silhouettes if you will and the, the tagline says the world needs a champion will it be you
1: got it <laughs> Nailed
0: it! <laughs> I want to hear Andrew talk.
2: That's never a problem. My game does not have hypersexualized women, but what it does have are two bullet points: one, playing it both day and night, and two, hypersexualized male <laughs> male presenting Pokemon. Great. Just
0: sweaty Pokemon. Just yeah. Just all the rock in fast good guys and spot. thick thighs. It's. <laughs> What you did here is it's that that meme off twitter of I'm getting a lot of questions that my shirt that says I don't sexualize pokemon <laughs> already
1: answers. Um all right, so the judges all left as Andrew was uh sweating his way it's through fair. through his which pokemon he objectifies and which ones he doesn't statement. <laughs> Give us some good vibes while we wait for their deliberations. Yeah. Todd,
3: you sure did it, man. You sure made a Pokemon Battle Royale. And (laughs) that was awesome. I really, really liked your Corsola and Muk angle. Uh, I am all about choosing, like, exceptionally dumpy Pokemon as the mainstay (laughs) of a series. Right. I also, I really liked the sad Corsola angle not in a good way like Mm-mm. the environment is bad but in a in a bad way i liked it. Andrew, i sat down at this question and was like, well obviously the answer is pokemon overwatch and then i remembered mm. that overwatch isn't a battle royale and forgot that <laughs> apex legends exists. So right. right. Great job doing what i kind of meant to do um clearly you knew more about pokemon than todd and i and that should be acknowledged so there you go hey thanks matt i love the idea of true survival
0: horror pokemon um i think that pokemon has a like deep horror side that only existed for the first generation or two in the flavor text and has now like come more to light what with all the the scary things that are i mean like i said in in the first couple generations it was just really what's hiding in the lore and then it got a little bit more bold as it went so i love the idea of of actual like survival horror and camping scary i think camping scary and you know scary pokemon (laughs) while camping is scary andrew kyle gave us pokemon dating sim once before Mm. and we didn't love it then
2: (laughs) yeah it's not better it's just Mm. different
0: it's different um you said the phrase baddies and daddies a lot. I sure and did. I, a and I would have thought that, like, daddies would have been the issue, and it wasn't. So so um, what have I?
2: That's what I thought coming weird, this. That's, we all that's went through what this he wanted journey. the issue to be. And <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We all went through this journey together, and now I feel even worse that after you revealed baddies and daddies, I then brought up the purest Pokemon to ever exist, Applin. And so I... <laughs> I don't know. I feel a special way, but you went to places that none of us are willing to go, and okay. that's something. Uh, Flappy, Flapple, Flapple, Daddy.
2: Appleton <laughs> is a daddy.
1: Yeah. I there, mean, there it is. Can't get any clearer than that. This is a terrible post show <laughs> awaits us all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt. If you are going to do a survival horror game in broad daylight. I cannot think of a better way to do it than being hunted by a giant bird who can see past, (laughs) present, and future, and see the literal, can see your fears. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) That bird knows when you die and where it happens. (laughs) (laughs) And that is wonderful. I love that so much. Todd, you talked about Burmy today and I want to <laughs> say well done. I want to I want to commend you for pulling Pokémon that I know that you don't know about but I also know. pulling Pokémon like Burmy, who no one has ever thought about Burmy in the last
0: nope. uh-uh. 7 Mm-mm. years. It's adorable. This little it's, trash bag Pokémon. He's a little
2: he's a little trash bag that that grows in the in the trees.
1: Um <laughs> You did it to,
2: to, to repeat, to reiterate Matt said, you you did the thing.
1: And I'm proud of you both. And with that, the execs have walked back in with their decision and they, they have tea time to get to. So they're going to make it quick. Um, Right off the bat, Andrew, they are not going to do Pokemon baddies. Yeah. No, and that's daddies.
2: Understandable.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. But one of the execs has asked you if you want to party later um i, likes, I respectfully survive. decline <laughs> he was running his finger around the inside of his belly button while he yeah. asked
2: i need to go home and just think for a while sure i sure. need to go
1: pray i need to go home and pray <laughs> so that leaves us with pokemon dawn and dusk and pokemon opal and chrome and i am excited to tell you all today that pokemon dawn and dusk is our winner yeah the pokemon Horror survival game without any problematic issues or or anything of the sort going on. Todd, they do want you to know Fortnite will be reaching out to you for to contract you to help them with a season of Fortnite. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. When they get the Pokemon licensing, but they will not be making a whole game out of what you have done today. I did give you a Fortnite. I I do recognize that. (laughs) Yeah, we did a Fortnite. And with that, we're gonna go into the outro, which Kyle forgot to put in the show notes any closed. I feel
2: like we need a an always sunny title card that says the gang does a fortnight. <laughs> hey,
1: the gang does a fortnight. Follow us on all socials that we are on, which at the time of the release could be different than the time of recording, but it's gonna be at debate this cast, wherever you look for stuff, and we exist simultaneously. Uh, besides that, please go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash cast. We're doing things with our Patreon. That's where you get into our Discord, where you get to see the show notes where we dropped all the weird drawings of Pokemon from today, and we would just really love it if you joined our Patreon. Did I miss anything in the Patreon rambling? Uh, at the $5 level, you can get access to the premium fee that includes op- the office
2: drones, our seminal d and d podcast uh, real play podcast that we release once a month. The story's getting good, y'all. and I'm not just saying that because I write it, even though I'm saying that because I write it. Um, we're in the final arc. we are getting close to the thrilling conclusion. After that, we will be starting a new premium show, TBD. So TBD. Uh, if you, yeah, if you're interested in more debate this content, consider checking out the $5 tier because that'll get you access to that and also um, DT episodes with no
3: ads. So, rip, there you go. What a great non-denominational holiday gift it would be for you to purchase somebody a subscription to our Patreon. That'd
1: be super cool of you. That would be super cool of you.
2: Also, make sure you get their email information because that's not how Patreon works. (laughs)
3: <laughs> <laughs> venmo somebody 10 bucks shut up andrew
1: <laughs> with that until next time i'm kyle harper i'm matt there was a farmer had a
3: dog and Masingo was his Nemo. cole i'm todd pokemon until dawn
0: it's just until dawn with rami malik and everyone else are pokemon <laughs> thomas and i'm andrew
2: jonathan Misingo <laughs> hikes the john Muir trail henderson <laughs>
1: And we are saying thank you for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.